0: and get these stuff my dad, and okay. get They don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care It is well, Either way. Why are
1: you here? You're supposed to be asleep. I
2: am here determined.
1: Give you America
2: itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty.
1: Friday, live from Studio C. Oh, C, senor. Dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And hey, everybody, today we're under the tutelage of our general manager, Jim Miller. You gotta be here any minute. I've hired a new co-host. I didn't mention it to you. And who is Jim Miller? He's our new co-host. Okay. Armstrong, Getty, and Miller. I hired a new co-, co. I didn't see any reason to inform you. Oh, gotcha. I see. I see where you're going. I'm going for a more Trumpian approach to the <laughs> job. I see your. I see your double level of humor here. Exactly. Oh, you gotta go deep. <laughs> you gotta see through the first three levels. Exactly. To the fourth level. Ah. That's where the humor happened. On the fourth level. Right. Um, uh, like we'll the explain seventh that. seventh level of hell or whatever that expression we'll is. We'll explain that for with sure. our clip coming up. If you don't know what we're talking about, the Democrats have a new slogan, and it's our slogan, too. So and finally a slogan. Our, our slogan is, the same as the Democrats, House Democrats for the election for the people. And oh, that's, what yes. our, that's what our slogan is. Yes! For the people. That's why we do this show every day. You know we do not get paid for this? We do this for the people. It's the only reason we're, we're here. I probably should have informed Jim about that before I hired him as the new co-host. <laughs> Let's kick off the show. By the way, Alan Dershowitz later in the show, which is a heck of a good guest, oh and he made God. news today with saying the Justice Department made was out of line indicting those people right before Trump went to Russia. Man, You're con- out of line! Continuing to, uh, to uh, attack the... Anti-Russian, uh, anti-Trump forces. But anyway, more on that later. Let's introduce everybody, including our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael?
0: Uh pretty good. This weekend, uh, girlfriend and I were gonna. She needs a used car, so we might go out and test drive some cars. But I was just thinking, I might uh, be part of the test drive just as a prank. Uh, get behind the wheel with the salesperson and then uh, kind of rev the engine and go. You know, I hate my life. And <laughs> wow. Then like raise wow. my eyebrows, you know, up and down, and then take off. <laughs> just to see what they do i hate my life
1: there are a number of cliffs uh, and precipices uh, no. you know in your area just to get the heart you know heartbeat going a little bit absolutely <laughs> car salesmen deserve it yeah i there.
2: <laughs> what <laughs> there's positive sean whose smile lights up the room how are you sean uh doing very well i was once a car salesman oh were you i didn't there's a job you have never mentioned on the cool. show shoes we remembered how but... long did you sell cars Oh, just a couple months. I, uh-huh. I had to get out of that. That's a rough, that's <laughs> a rough gig. you got
1: to be cut from a certain cloth.
2: It, it, that job was also responsible for me quitting smoking cigarettes. I was kind of a casual smoker before then. I had that job, and all of a sudden, I was just looking to kill five minutes of time any way I could. Right. And it was the first day that I bought. Like, I started the day I bought a pack. Before the end of the day, I bought a second pack, and I was like, this is not good. And so I'm picturing was, kind of a gravel lot with 14 cars on it. And, uh, of different <laughs> brands. And big signs that say, we tote the note. Or may, not. M- may or may not be signed. Dust in the engine. <laughs> right, uh, yeah, exactly. No, no, very reputable. You, they they, okay. they would work for at least several days after we sold you the car.
1: <laughs> Flood salvage. What are you? Ta- How dare you accuse me of that? God, my first f- three, maybe four cars I bought were from uh, little gravel lots. You know where they got a dozen cars of various brands, and uh, just got to give it a little push start. And sketchy backgrounds, but you know that's the price I was the price range I was in. Did you endorse that uh, that used car lot in Salina, Kansas? I've when endorsed we endorsed there, I've endorsed a lot World of World of Wheels. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I with bought a car Gene, there. Somebody or other, I bought a car there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah ice cold that. air conditioning.
2: <laughs> oh yeah,
1: four new tires,
2: $49.99. Oh, we got a beauty here, babies. Moonroof, new tires, ice cold air conditioning. <laughs> A moonroof is a sunroof that doesn't open, right? Okay. When
1: uh, when you're advertising the fact they have air conditioning in the car, right? That's when you're
2: right. Oh, wait a
1: minute, air conditioning. <laughs> we, uh, and we uh, we had to do these like fake interviews. They're commercials, but they're like interviews uh, with this guy, Gene. What's his name? It was uh, he was a charming guy in the style of used car salesman. And they said, "Now, do you stand behind the cars you sell?" He said,
0: "Unless you're backing up."
1: He <laughs> <I laughs> thought that was a good one. <laughs> it's just
2: never mind. Do you think you were any good at it, Sean, or did you just hate it? Uh, Yes and yes. Yeah. I, I I, mean, there's a reason why in between radio gigs I have kind of drifted off into sales things. It's because I kind of... I can see that. I can do it. You got that personality. I just yeah. don't like it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Selling cars interesting. That that was by far the the toughest worst one. Like I'd rather go back to selling shoes than selling cars. Didn't selling your, cars was brutal. Did your dad try that once? Yeah, he did. No, it's not the not hours for everybody. were were awful.
1: The hours would be rough. Yeah, yeah cuz I mean you're, you know, the the big holidays then they have their biggest sales Fourth of July you're going to be there for twelve hours yeah they wanted you there for twelve hours a day Friday Saturday Sunday yeah. no no questions asked mm-hmm. I mean they didn't care who you were how well you could sell whatever they needed bodies. and, should, and they, we should to be fair because we advertise we have a lot of people advertising cars on the radio mm-hmm. um, there there's a hell of a difference a, a range. Of different kinds of car uh, oh, organizations. Yeah, and cultures, and yeah. and even among the brands. The different brands are different approaches. Um, There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every single day. How are you, Marshall?
0: I'm doing very well. It is Friday. Break out the cake for celebrity birthdays. First up, we've got model... Is anybody under 80? Yes. This, okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we've got model and businesswoman, Mrs. Tom Brady, Giselle Bunchen turning 38 today. There you go. Attractive gal. Her net worth... More than Tom's. She has three hundred and sixty really? million dollars. Yeah, that, means, my
2: gird. that means he's Mr. Giselle. She's not Mrs. Brady. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So she right. made it that is.
0: much money as a supermodel. Yeah, and marketing. And marketing and endorsements. Oh yeah. And he's he's a gazillionaire with the football and the Ugs. Tom <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's paid for that. Tom's Tom's <laughs> net worth 180 million. You know, I will always think of her from that scene from the uh, the Olympics. Yeah. Where they were right. explaining
1: the history and culture of Brazil, as only an Olympics opening ceremony can do, with a bunch of dancing people and whatever, weird lights. And But then at one point, and now, Giselle Buncheon will inexplicably stomp across the stadium, <laughs>
2: yeah. and wasn't we'll she,
1: all look at it. Wasn't <laughs> she introduced as, like, the biggest celebrity of the country or something? Yeah, yeah. Right, which sounds like she is. Well, you're Right. And she stomped across the stadium with her, her, her firm, curvy body. And then <laughs> we all said, that's nice. And then they got on with the dance. <laughs> yes.
0: so that's one on.
1: birthday. She's 38.
0: Yes. yes. Second birthday. Worthy out of the box. Out. Legendary rocker Carlos Santana is 71 today. Carlos sitting on at least $40 million.
1: And his mustache is at least that old. So mm.
0: there you go. Two celebrity birthdays again break out the cake. Awesome. Got a hot young wife, plays the drums. I didn't know that.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Friday, July 20th, the year 2018. We're setting you straight in 21-8. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. You put an ad in the papers for that, or what? (laughs) Uh Aging guitar wizard seeks hot young wife must be drummer. (laughs) And you just sit and wait. Must play at least one instrument. All right, let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. So much to talk about, and we'll do it at Mark.
0: Say, we have some breaking news. The White House has announced on Twitter... That Vladimir
2: Putin is coming to the White House in
1: the fall. Say that again. <laughs> that's the director of national intelligence. Now that's not possible. Finding out he would from know. Me. Finding out from the tweet about Putin coming to visit and check that tape. That's surely somebody else. That <laughs> wouldn't be the DNI. <laughs> and the facial expression and body language is right. pretty funny too. It's a, we got a longer version of that clip for <laughs> you
0: coming up. But yeah, that's some. Hey, well, whatever. Um, <laughs> What are other headlines, Marshall? Well, Trump Putin round two. Yes, indeed. Microsoft is already saying campaign hackers are hard at work. They have already busted up a couple of rings. Really? And which political party's members are most likely to cheat on their spouses? Oh, oh good
1: my. This is, uh, if your husband or wife is one of those, they're cheating on you now. Stay with us. Help it up. <laughs> for this idiotic story. From, I'm sure, a fantastic source. <laughs> Wow, wow, extra abusive this morning, Marshall. <laughs> Buckle your seatbelts, it's going to be a rough ride. Expecting a little turbulence. <laughs> <laughs> How does the mailbag look? Oh, I, I I don't know, I'm afraid of what you'll say about it. <laughs> no, it's fine, it's humorous, a lot of funny stuff. But it'll have to wait for Clips of the Week. Oh, of course. Which is on the way next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Mm, the- Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. you got the
0: Slogan for the people. For the people. It's
1: the slogan of the Democratic Party heading into the election. For the people. Which is being mocked by some, even in their own party. Well, it's yeah. pretty mockable. Well, slogans. I don't know how much do slogans mean anyway. Think they mean a lot? Uh, in what, uh, what way? Do you mean in terms of their effectiveness in general? Or... Aside from Trump's "Make America Great Again," which got a tremendous a attention. Attention. Yeah. Generally, they just uh, who even remembers them. Mm-mm. Straight ahead. No, they're they're kind of amusing uh, trivia answers, right? You know, within one election cycle. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I I could probably remember some of the past, but what's the point? Obama, hope and change. Yeah, that that was pretty good. What was, was a super mockable? Hopey changey. What was Hillary's? Why don't people like me? I'm with her. I'm with her. What? There you
2: go. I focused group this phrase. Yeah. It's her slogan. How about don't lock me
1: up? I'm with her. That was that was briefly hers. Was that the whole thing? It doesn't matter. Yeah, they are very silly. For the people for the mailbag, you'll have to wait. Oh, oh Michael reverse. Oh my God. Michael, where's the buzzer? Where's ah. his where's ah. his permanent ah. file? We just see my big black sharpie. We just womped womped Michael hitting the mailbag music. <laughs> How dare you? how dare you sir i'm mm-hmm. sorry <laughs> beautiful let's take a fun look back at the week there was instead it's cow clips of the week trump turns around to uh the turkish president uh Recep erdogan and says except for erdogan over here he does things the right way and then actually fist bumps yeah.
0: the turkish president but uh just to say it one time again and i say it all the time Uh, There was no collusion. I didn't know the president. Nobody asked Uh, about collusion. There was nobody to collude with.
1: Whoa! God dang it. I hope he gets into Russia for being on the wrong side of this a little bit with some of these answers. I'm stunned by that. That is something. Uh, You have been watching perhaps one of the most disgraceful performances by an American president. It's one that I've ever seen.
2: I mean, you stood there like a little wet noodle like a little uh, uh, fanboy.
0: I think people have gotten over top on this and lost the big picture. The big picture is that we should be engaged with Russia, we should have conversations with Russia. I said the word would instead of wouldn't.
1: Everybody's miserable, but everybody turns on the TV when they wake up. Don't! The guy who discovered syphilis didn't name it Steve's disease.
0: I think I did great at the news conference. I think it was a strong news conference. Here's
1: a tease for you. Do not get a sunburn today until you hear this statistic. Stay tuned. I was going to get a sunburn today. Were you? Yeah. That was your plan? Yeah. Mailbag. Did you womp womp? Michael going to mailbag early. Mm. You got to remember that. That's so funny. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day from, uh, well, you couldn't accuse him of mincing words, a German philosopher, Friedrich Nietzsche. Everything the state says is a lie. There you go. Simple. Might be a little over the top. But if you went, that with, that, that, lot, if you went with that philosophy, you'd be right more than you're wrong. If they tell you the sun warms the earth, get a second source. <clears throat> There's a nice note from Joe in Dayton, Ohio. We already have a national show. You've been rocking my book, Interview World. Today I finished a very good read, Born Trump. Accurate, but hate is gonna hate. Previously finished Goldberg's Suicide of the West. An excellent read, Jonah Goldberg. Yeah, he's really good. Boy, he said some strong stuff uh, this morning about uh, Donald J and the... Surprising is national security, uh, director of national security with the Putin thing and just how odd this is. Anyway, uh, that book ties into a lot of uh, Sebastian Younger's tribe thoughts about yep. when it comes to why groups bond, awesome stuff. Just wanted to say, say thanks for all the book recommendations over half a decade.
2: Have you read the one about the whale yet, Joseph? <laughs> Moby Dick. He is reading books to enlighten his perspective. I started re-watching the first season of Game of Thrones again for probably the eighth time last week. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing yeah, wrong with enough that. Enough said. Uh, hey, gents,
1: uh, writes Forrest. At the zoo in my town, USA, they have a sign on the fence separating the lions from the humans. It reads, do not climb this fence. Thus, apparently, we can divide humans into three groups. So those who will climb on in with the lions... Those who won't, and those who would, except if a sign tells them not to. How many people are in this third group, and just how badly do we want them around? Yeah, true. Where would we rather them be eaten by lions? K-N-G-E-B-L, keep not getting eaten by lions.
2: (laughs) They're just staring at the sign, man. If that just wasn't there... I would be in there. Yeah. What are you doing? I'm, I'm climbing into the lion pen. There's a sign that says you're not supposed to. Oh, oh damn it. <laughs> oh, I didn't <laughs> oh, see it. Damn,
1: because I was. Ah, they ruin everything. That That is a great observation slash question. And, and it can be uh, observed of many, many signs you see. Who is that sign for? And actually, there's another great example. Any around. child over the age of like three wouldn't climb in there. And uh, Because they'd think, well, I'll get eaten by a lion. Well, right. Here's the thing. It's a giant carnivorous beast, and I'm made of meat, so maybe not. And I'm well marbled. And <laughs> Lord knows. <laughs> and anybody who would not think that through is weakening the herd. Yep. <clears throat> I'm not for chucking people in with the lions. Eh. I'm not some sort of Roman emperor.
2: Eh.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Watch, I'd watch it on <laughs> cable. Uh, here's a colloquialism refresh from Bruce. He suggests the old phrase is, it's as tough as looking for a needle in a haystack. New phrase is, as easy as looking for a needle on a San Francisco sidewalk.
2: Hmm. Mm. Yeah, that's an uh, editorial comment, masquerading as a joke. It's easy to find a needle in a haystack, you just gotta get a magnet here's yeah you know what
1: that would work we we, we've done that sort of thing my wife lost one of her rings and she got a metal detector and went through a whole bunch of hay and found it very quickly Hmm. so you could do that with the needle good point i don't have hay we have way too much hay. would you like to get rid of some which if you have hay fever makes you sneeze a lot oh i thought just that just meant you really 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 love hay (laughs) uh andy's topic is donning the brown shoes the poo in San Francisco problem reminded me of something when I, I saw when I was in New York. It was very common for people to pee in elevators in some buildings. Really? Well, likewise, San Francisco, you remember they've, they've hired people to just stand in some of the BART, the Bay Area Rapid Transit elevators, to prevent people from using them as toilets. I get that, um, but, but do they mean like in office buildings? Um, surely not. Not like... uh, apartment buildings, et cetera. But Andy, anyway, Andy writes, I once boarded an elevator and started laughing at the prominent message written by a concerned tenant. Please don't pee in the elevator. The white folks don't do it. <laughs> wow. Provocative. God. Still funny. Take care, guys. You take care, too, Andy. Geez, don't pee in the elevator, people. You're barely above a dog i apologize but a theme has emerged uh dan points out uh san francisco has poop filled sidewalks and they're focusing on whether or not illegals can vote in school board elections when will the mayor declare a state of emergency on this public health issue uh kostp keep on scooping the pooping that's nice dan thank you for that voter support from pittsburgh pa already have a national show. There's a number of towns across America, I didn't know this until I watched Tucker Carlson last night, where illegals can vote on a variety of things. In some cl- cases, everything. Um, San Francisco's just the biggest city to do it, so it's mm-hmm. getting a lot of attention. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it seems crazy to me. We'll probably talk about that later. You know what I haven't said for many, many moons? And it's my catchphrase. It Of my many catchphrases, it is number one. Goodbye, sweet America. Yeah. Yeah. You should We're bring that back. giving away America. Leaf, Or does he pronounce it Leif? Writes, traveling two years ago, I found this si- found this sign posted in all of the stalls in the public showers at a campground in Mesa Verde National Park. Must have worked, because there was no fecal matter in the shower stall when I used it. There's your sign, Jack. It's a person showering, no problem, then a person showering and squatting and pooing with a red X over there. So don't, don't poo do that. in the shower. Yeah, That's a good rule. We've role. got to... Uh, are these not Homo sapiens? What is what is going on? Do not get a sunburn until you hear this statistic. I'll or who in the shower? I'll hit it right before Marshall's news coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Was a kid, at least getting a sunburn was just as common as common could be. I got sunburns all the time. My friends all got sunburns all the time. You just got sunburn. That was part sure. of summer. I was part of going swimming. That was part of me. Now, currently, if I, like if my kid showed up to school with a really bad sunburn, they might call you know protective services right. for allowing your kid to get sunburned, which is uh, you know I, I'm glad we've we've figured out that's a bad idea. I don't I don't know that it's. Life and death. Well, at least I thought having more than five sunburns in a lifetime. God, I've had Uh-oh. I've had a hundred, a uh. hundred and fifty sunburns in my lifetime. But having more than five sunburns in a lifetime doubles your risk for melanoma on average. Oh, that's something Yeah. I got. My eight year olds had one mild sunburn this year, which is all his dad's fault. His younger brother's never had one. Um. Geez, I used to get sunburned all the time. The, if, if your kid got so sunburned he was blistering and peeling now, I think most parents would look at you like, oh my God, do you not even care about your kid? Took the uh, wife and kids to Hawaii a number of years ago, went snorkeling day one. Uh, dad really got into the snorkeling and forgot to sunscreen up my back. Uh, what followed were several days of revolutionary war jokes as I was the lobster pack. I was, <laughs> I was the red coat. It was very sophisticated yeah. humor for children. <laughs> But yeah, that was that was my last really bad one. Oh, they're painful. Oh yeah. You feel sick. Well you I have a fever. Getting semi intentional sunburns going to the beach oh, heck as yeah. teenagers. Oh
0: absolutely.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips.
0: Well President Trump is inviting Russia's Vladimir Putin to meet him again, this time in the White House. Trump's top intelligence official, National Intelligence Director Dan Coates was among those who didn't know about the invitation. Asking was surprised when Andrea Mitchell told him about it during an appearance at the Aspen Security Forum. Say, we have some breaking news. The White House has announced on Twitter that Vladimir Putin is coming to the White House in the fall.
1: Say or, that again? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, Vladimir Putin, coming to the... You? Did I hear Yeah, you? Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: That's going to be special.
1: <laughs> so is that a? That's a funny clip. Obviously. Well, but and he's... Andrea Mitchell asked him, "Did you seriously not know?" And he said, "I think you could judge from my reaction." <laughs> so is that a huge deal? Uh, Should the DNI have to know? The Director of National Intelligence have to know if the president invites Putin? Yes. You think so? Yes. Yeah, for a dozen different reasons. Okay. I mean, we'll probably be fine. Um. But it's strange as hell. I mean, for one thing, you would want to have all of your intelligence people monitoring the things they monitor in extra special ways to judge the reaction of that announcement and then what's going on uh, among your Russian sources and the rest of it. I mean, just you, you got to know what you're, the other guy's doing in an in, in, in administration. Jonah Goldberg, who is a, uh, a conservative and uh, a Republican, but a Trump critic. Uh, no doubt, said, he pointed out Donald Trump really likes these kind of pseudo-events where he's the center of attention, and it's like a TV show. So not much really happens, but it gets tremendous attention. I think there's, there's some truth to that. But whether, you know, it's funny, on the other hand, I hear the Democrats trying to whip up the cable news folks about, you know what, <clears throat> deep, dark, secret agreements Trump agreed to behind closed doors with Putin. None apparently wouldn't seem much was agreed to at all, and and what evidence do you have anything was the Russians are saying oh yeah we made important agreements with a really for but there's no evidence of that.
0: Microsoft is saying it has found and helped block attempts to hack campaign computer systems of three congressional candidates this year. These are the first known examples of cyber interference in the midterms. A Microsoft executive is saying the company sniffed out a fake Microsoft domain that was set up as a landing page for phishing attacks. He said they took down the fake domain. They worked with the federal government to block its phishing messages. He did not say whether the hacking attempt came from Russia.
1: But if, if some of our biggest banks, <clears throat> our own uh, NSA, if they can't keep hackers from getting in, Hackers are going to get in to some voter rolls, and election machine, something. They're going to really disrupt, like, to the level of where we don't believe the outcome. And then we're going to have a problem. And, uh, clearly. Go back to paper ballots would be one thing. We talked about that yeah. yesterday.
0: Death tolls risen to at least 13 over half a dozen injured after a duck boat capsized and sank near Branson, Missouri last night in bad weather. The governor is saying this morning there are several people still unaccounted for Duck boats, which are able to travel both on land and in water, have been involved in some other deadly tourist incidents, including one in Seattle in 2015 that killed five people. Those boats were originally used by the military during World War II to transport troops and supplies.
1: I'm not into horror porn. Bad things happen now and then. I don't need to dwell on them. What's the point? There's a video of this, the New York Post has, where you can see the final moments
0: Who wants to see that? Mm. What is
1: wrong with you if you want to watch that?
0: Mm. All right, my friends, it turns out Democrats are less likely than Republicans and members of other political parties to cheat on their spouses. That is according to a study that matched voter records to accounts hacked a few years back from the adultery website Ashley Madison. Right. The researchers looked at 80,000 voters in five states and they found that Democrats use the website significantly less than Republicans, Libertarians, Green Party members, and unaffiliated voters. And they say Libertarians use the site most often. You put Absolutely.
1: Your, if you went to AshleyMadison.com, that was the website for yeah. a theory cheating on your spouse, that yeah. I think anybody with a brain thought,
2: well, this is not, this is dumb. It's going to Let all... me put my real information into this shady site. And, <laughs> sure.
0: and my credit card. <laughs> Why, of
2: course.
1: And anybody with a brain realized it's going to be all lonely dudes. No women are going to be joining this website, which it ended up being. It was like 90 to 10 in in terms of percentage once it got hacked. But, um, uh, duh, do you have to put in your political
0: affiliation? Uh, they checked it against voter records somehow, so wow. anyway.
1: Well, the reason for the, the, the Democrats using it the least, Marshall, is so many of them are dirty-footed hippies. <laughs> They're afraid of commitment and marriage. They go to their orgies. They, they live in their communes. They live together, and the, the, the rest of it. Why Please. would they cheat if they will not get married?
0: Well, producing the, children out of wedlock, etc. The, the results highlight a contradiction in which people with more conservative views are more likely to cheat than people who are more liberal. The study not explaining the contradiction, but the researchers suggest theories that include people more interested in taboo behavior say they have stricter attitudes to deflect suspicion. That less uh, those that are have less sex education. Could lead conservative people to be less well informed about sex and therefore have poorer self control. All right, and that party affiliation is often a standard for the wealth. There's more.
2: Oh lord! I
0: refuse to discuss the lies of flawed data. I just am not going to get into it. And wealthier people who tend to be Republicans would be more able to afford using Ashley medicine. There you go.
1: That's your name. well. Yeah, there you go. There's why the the, the sample is completely skewed. If it's a high-cost thing, yeah, there you go. I'm Because Democrats
0: are dirty-footed hippies. <laughs> I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. So,
1: is it a big deal that Trump doesn't tell anybody when he decides he wants to have Putin show up? And eh, maybe then he may announces it. it. We'll talk with somebody smart about that at some point, I suppose. Or not. I'm, I'm looking back on Monday and, and then a week later,
2: or whatever day that was. <laughs> there's just, no way Monday was a week ago.
1: Yeah. <laughs> whatever day that was, the Helsinki summit, it just doesn't strike me as as big a deal now as it did then. <laughs>
0: just...
1: uh, no. No. Yeah, well, there's more to be said. We'll, we'll say it later. I, I, I'm just exhausted. Man, we're getting lots of texts, people talking about their bad sunburns throughout their life. Mm. If you've had a really bad one, it it sticks out as a memory. Sure. There's no doubt. One time my legs were purple, I remember that. Oh,
0: man. So burnt they turned purple. Jeez, that's gross. It was
1: awful. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Armstrong and
1: Getty Show. we got a survey here in which they average out people's answers to come up what a perfect day is for most people. It's pretty funny. <laughs> All right. We're going to talk to Alan Dershowitz next hour. You know what I want to ask him? This is what I really want to ask him. I know he's going to want to talk about his book, The Case Against Impeaching Trump. Sure. Harvard professor Alan Dershowitz. What I want to ask him, though, is How troubled is he by what an anomaly he is in the modern world that he has principles he sticks to regardless of whether you're talking about Trump or Hillary? Mm -hmm. He has beliefs, and he doesn't change them based on the party involved. Right. Does that bother him? It's got to bother him. He's a Hillary supporter. He's practically campaigned for Hillary Clinton, yet he thinks the idea of impeaching Trump is is extra constitutional. Mm-hmm. Right. Because he has principles. Yeah, I have a feeling he's troubled by it, of course. I mean, the guy's a truth seeker. He just, he wants the truth to be found and uttered And and there's a real lack of interest in that. It's like dressage. It's not a very popular sport. Those who are into it are very much into it. <laughs> but uh, practically nobody watches it anymore. If you average all the answers, the average person's perfect day starts at 8.15. You wake up at 8.15. <laughs> Would that it were. And goes to bed at 10.50. That's a fine time to go to bed. with Having, cl- having r- risen at 8.15. <laughs> with clear skies and a temperature of 74 degrees. That's a nice day. <laughs> Sounds Sounds so really nice. I've often said <laughs> 80 is the perfect temperature, but I'm not going to quibble. I find this uh, pretty hilarious. A new study finds the average American has 204 good days a year, but only 15 of them can be described as perfect days. Huh. If you asked me that question, I wouldn't have the slightest idea of what the answer is. So I don't know how anybody else did. I, I think, think I would just laugh if somebody asked me. Uh, how many good days did you know? have last year? 175, if I Wait, remember correctly. Nope, 176. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that one with the uh, you know the dressage. I went to dressage.
2: Very interesting, beautiful horses. If you have fifteen perfect days a year, congratulations! I think you need to change your standard of perfection. Congratulations! That seems high.
1: Winning lottery tickets, sex. I don't know what else. You know, got to raise at work. Well, you know, as usual, uh, I I need to quibble slightly. Although I like this survey, but how do you how do you describe perfect? I don't mean what's. Everybody would have a different description. Just I suppose a, a day where nothing is particularly a pain in the hiney. Um, I don't know. I mean, how how perfect is perfect? Like you say, do you have to win the lottery and uh, you know have intercourse with the the partner of your choosing, or or, 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 or close? Go sailing with a Kennedy, or or what? <laughs> you could scratch that off the list. I don't really need to go sailing. Well, right, <laughs> with or without a Kennedy. Yeah, exactly. Either way, I caught a marlin. If I don't catch a marlin. You know, a big game fish. It's not a perfect day. So the average person's uh, perfect day would start by waking up at 8.15 a.m., going to bed at 10.50, clear skies, temperature of 74 degrees, and spend three hours of their day outside. Perfect day consists of four hours of family time, three
2: hours spent with friends, as well as three hours relaxing in front of the TV. (laughs) Can I combine some of those? Can I be with my friends in front of the TV? Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, no kidding. Or if I'm with my friends and I'm outside, does that count? Can I be scratching well, certainly, my there's an
1: overlap? Can I be scratching my lottery ticket okay. whilst getting sex and watching television?
2: <laughs> yeah, Sean, you don't have to stand outside
1: by your lonesome Just... and to check that box. <laughs> yes, you can combine Just staring at the sun. <laughs> so here are some of the things that people uh, say really uh, make the put them in a good mood for a perfect day. Uh, yes. As a percentage, number 1 was finding money in your pocket you didn't know you had. 58% with that. So there's a chunk of people out there that say, "Nah, finding money I didn't know I my in my pocket doesn't make me happy." Really? All right. <laughs> It doesn't so much anymore makes me feel unorganized. But I remember when I was younger, God dang it, I found a 20 in my pocket. Oh, Changed my weekend. You did win the lottery. Change my weekend. Hell, a fiver. Oy. Uh Being able to sleep with no alarm set fits into a lot of people's perfect day. Oh, yeah. I haven't done that in many, many years. Um, lying in bed listening to rainfall outside. That's a good one, too. Wow. Wait a minute. Boy, that just put me? I in thought a, it had to be a sunny day. About two
2: minutes ago, <laughs>
1: that put me in a nice mood. Just yeah. the thought of it.
2: I haven't done that in I a long know, time either. Just being sheltered from the elements while simultaneously listening to them. There's something just very soothing about uh, that.
1: To it, me. It's it's Maslow's uh, hierarchy of needs. You're you're satisfied on a very caveman esque level. And that you know you're sheltered and warm. That not having and to get it's up. That's a beautiful sound. Not it. having to get up and it's a rainy morning with, like, no responsibilities for the morning is, like, it really is about as perfect a feeling of relaxation as I can imagine. Listening to the pitter-pat of the rain as my French maid tends the fire. Boom, it's a lovely morning thus far. I haven't done anything like that in, jeez, going on a decade. <laughs> Ever um, since your French maid got singed yeah. tending the fire. Yeah. <laughs> She won't, she won't do it anymore. <laughs> uh, Tend it
2: yourself.
1: Petting a dog makes uh, half of people uh, have, a, have a really good day. I get that every day. Lucky per- me. Performing a small gesture of kindness for somebody in your life. Sure. Putting out the fire on the French maid. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, your apron's on fire. your apron's on fire. I was wearing the French maid outfit. I I know you're a French maid. That's your outfit. Right. It's not sexist, it's what you wear for your job. If you showed up with anything else on it, beyond. I wear headphones for my work. (laughs) Would would that be harassment if you hired a French national to be a housekeeper and insisted she wore the outfit?
2: Your honor? (laughs) Just do the math.
1: It just seemed obvious, Your Honor. (laughs) Long hat shower. 44% of people say that would factor into their perfect day long hat shower. That's pretty good, too. Yeah. A meaningful long hug from somebody you love. That's pretty good. What time is it at this point? I don't know. I'm Uh, trying to track this perfect day as we go. You don't like loved ones hugging you at certain points of the day? Are you kidding? Right after lunch. Don't hug me right after lunch. (laughs) Feeling a little bloated. I can pencil you in at about 315. <laughs> For a long, meaningful hug. I'll be hug. standing outside alone contemplating the 74-degree temperature. Uh, seeing a friend you haven't seen in a long time, that's 42%. Day's getting busy. So there you go. Some people's things that help that's, them with a the perfect day. That's nice. That's all nice. Yeah. 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 You know, my mostly, if I, uh, actually, as I do, a, I do a gratitude list at the end of the day when I'm laying in bed. That's my nightly habit. It's a good one. And my number one is uh, everyone in my family, particularly my kids, being safe and healthy. Mm-hmm. I figure like I've had a perfect day if I've avoided disaster. Nobody got an eye put out or run down by a car. That's That ranks way up high on my perfect day. Right. Everything after that's pretty much gravy. Hear, here. You know, sleeping in in rain would be nice, too. The long shower, the <laughs> hug, the dog. I'm going to put them all together. Take your dog in the shower. You know, save yourself two minutes. (laughs) Alan Dershowitz coming up. His book is The Case Against Impeaching Trump. We'll talk to him about that. He's a fascinating man if you don't know his act. He's uh, always thought-provoking. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.